Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Witches, yeah. Witches, yeah. Witches, yeah. Oh. No? Oh, I thought you were going to do another one. <laughs> no. No? Okay. okay. We'll leave okay. it at that. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Hey. Hey, witches, guess what? It's like officially basically chocolate season. Good. <laughs> As you literally just had a piece of chocolate before we started recording. I did. White chocolate. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm about that. Mm-hmm, I'm about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people love it. Some people hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like it. I'm, you know, rather like dark chocolate. That's my, that's my shit. But I, I, it's so like interesting. I love all the chocolate. Give me all of it. Like <laughs> I don't discriminate. <laughs> I don't discriminate the chocolates. You give me the fucking chocolates. But it is interesting. Like I think Blake doesn't. He doesn't like white chocolate. Mm-hmm. He's like indifferent with dark chocolate. But then he really likes normal chocolate. And I'm like, yeah, but they're all chocolate. Like, why does it matter? You should just love all chocolate. They taste so different, though. They I all know, taste so different. But chocolate is chocolate. It's, it's love. Let's, chocolate is love is life. Let's let's not discriminate. Didn't we text that? Didn't we text that last week? Be like, chocolate is love. Chocolate is life. Well, I think chocolate it was today. Because was it today? I think it was today because uh, we're both on the first day of our period. So we were like, chocolate, pain, chocolate. Give me the chocolate for breakfast, please. That'd be great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, um, instead of having chocolate talk, which we'll have yeah. later, <laughs> how witchy has your week been? Oh, it's been an exhausting week. I feel like it was just Monday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what? How, what? Where's this uh. week going? Uh, I don't. I don't know where this week has gone. I mean, witchy. I made new deity candles for all Ooh. my guys and gals. Um, they all got. So I found those like seven day votive whatever you want to call them candles at the grocery store for two dollars each and it was um it was shop right and so shout out shop right um and i feel like a lot of grocery stores do have like kind of a spiritual section for some reason mm. like <clears throat> very interesting um so i grabbed um a saffron colored one for Hecate, grabbed a red one for Isis and two green ones for Osiris and Kurnanos. And I did like little decorations based on like symbols that they are aligned with. And I really like it. I really like doing that. Um, And I did decorate their candles with um, oils and um, with herbs. I bet you can guess what oils. I use ours, obviously. (laughs) I use sword and shield for the boys. I used um, Serene Selene for Hakate and I use Venus and Furs for Isis, baby, because it aligns. It aligns. So that was my, that was like my witchy thing that I did this week. Honestly. Oh, that sounds perfect. How about you? Uh, What? What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? You know, it wasn't like super witchy this week because 
We moved Blake to his new apartment last week. And wait a minute. That is witchy. I guess. That is witchy. I guess. We're just really fucking tired. And mm. like you forget how like exhausting moving is. So we <laughs> yeah. like on it. Yeah, it's true. So we really haven't done that much. But I will say I'm kind of like redecorating Persephone's altar because mm. everyone it's fucking 85 degrees in California right now, which is like, <gasps> right, exactly. And I'm like, okay, so spring is coming, even though the, um, oh my God, what the, the, the groundhog saw his shadow even though, right? Isn't it like- Fucking groundhog. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so winter's still kind of here, but spring is coming. I want to get like all, I had like a skeleton like on her altar and mm. I had like one of them, uh, the uh, what is it called? The succulents I was actually letting die. Yeah, like during, yeah, yeah, like letting it die during the winter because I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But now I'm like, okay, so I took that out. I want to get new, like a new plant, fresh flowers for her. I really want to get a beautiful like altar cloth for her too. And honestly, so my diffuser is on her altar and I have it to like the pink setting. And I have been putting in our Venus and furs oil every single day for her. And like, it just, I'm like literally looking at the altar right now. And it just <laughs> fucking makes it. She's fucking happy. I feel the happiness. And yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's oh, it's lovely to be able to set up a representative space for like an important presence in your life. Mm-hmm. Be that deity, be that spirit, be that your ancestors. And it's just like so beautiful when it you feel that energy radiating from that space that really like shows that they do fit into that space well and they're fitting into your life. And it's just really nice. Recently, she has been in my life. She's like, she finally came in. I was like, ah, yes, here she is now. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> Let's do this. So yeah, that, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of love, it's kind of what we're talking about this week right oh yeah it is it's so our simple spell series everyone this is another part of it and we're talking about love magic baby we are talking about the love yeah i mean this past week has been valentine's day slash rupercalia however you chose to celebrate up to you um but i think love is an all season concept. It's an all season magical concept as well. So it's always great to like, take this time to celebrate it. Self-love healing the heart, um, the journey of healing, um, as well as, you know, partnership and union, but it's, it's also great to think about like all year round as well. So that's why we're making this whole series. Yeah. So what resources do we have today? Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. This, this resource, I, if I have ever been obsessed with a book, this, this makes the list, baby. This is a love spells for the modern witch, a spell book for matters of the heart by Michael Harks. And holy fucking shit. I am obsessed with this book is it, it is an incredible resource and Michael Herbs, also known as the glam witch obsessed obsessed um 
that's the resource. Sorry, yeah. I got so wild. <laughs> I remember when you, we first wanted to do this episode, you're like, bitch, this book, I can't fucking believe. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And there it is in all its fucking glory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, love magic, it's a hard topic. It is a very controversial topic. Um, it has been something that has been around since spell work was first started eons ago. It's a topic that everybody jumps to. You know, you think of witchcraft and you think of like protection and love, you know? Those are like two big areas of focus for a lot of spell work. And those are also two big areas of focus where we think about being ethical and being careful. And that kind of brings me to my disclaimer. I'll just say this right now. Um, This topic, Love Magic, offers an array of opportunities to utilize magic to get what you want as our usual topics do. Unlike our usual topics, however, Love Magic can often involve another person if the goal is to attain love with said other person. We'll dive deeper into this conversation about love spell ethics later in the episode, but let this disclaimer serve as a statement that we do not condone love magic to be performed without the consent of all involved. Precisely. All right. So let's freaking get into it. So what is love magic? Michael Herx, author of Love Spells for the Modern Witch, defines love as by far the most powerful magic in the universe. All acts of love, he says are magical and provide an abundant supply of energy to tap into. Further, love's definition is fluid. It can manifest as robust affection for another, sexual attraction, a warm attachment, an unselfish act of loyalty, a deity, and even a place to thrive in. Humans crave connection and feeling, and the emotions that stem from these interactions are a result of chemical reactions in the brain, dopamine, a feel-good chemical that results in feeling happiness and pleasure, and oxytocin, the quote-unquote cuddle hormone, as Herx calls it, released in moments of bonding, such as during sex, childbirth, ouchie, and breastfeeding, and during skin-to-skin contact between a mother and a newborn, resulting in the very first biological connection to love. Right from the start, right from the start, Herx is hitting it on the goddamn head. I love this resource so much. I'll shut up about it, but I just have to say that like he so eloquently sums this whole topic up in a way that is just so modern and it's really what our contemporary witches right now are concerned with. So anyway, love comes in many forms. The love you have for your partner is much different from that you feel for your mother, friend or mentor, and even yourself. While love can be summed up as a universal emotion and action, it can be broken down into various distinct forms. Herx tells us that the ancient Greeks, realizing that the web love weaves is complex and depends on the situation, broke love down into eight varieties. Okay, agape, a spiritual and unconditional love that is selfless, expressed towards everyone, and is connected to compassion and forgiveness, regardless of faults, flaws, and failures. Eros, erotic love sparked by primal desire, but a love that burns out quickly unless supported by other love. Ludios, a playful type of love most associated with admiration and characterized by innocent teasing, laughter, and warm feelings, the crush phase. Mania, dangerous love that defines toxic relationships prone to codependency, jealousy, and violence, and a compensation for low self-esteem. 
Philatia, love and care of the self, a personal relationship with your own needs that further nourishes your self-esteem and confidence and has a direct effect on how you interact with others. Philia, love developed through deep-rooted friendship and affection and favors equality, trust, and respect. Pragma, mature love that is established through long-standing relationships built on commitment and is achieved through honest communication, compromise, and patience. And lastly, storage, love usually between family members, but not uncommon between long-standing friends, a bond established through familiarity, fondness, and developed over time. They're kind of just like, <laughs> talk about like us. That's so like, yeah. ooh. it's so like love, love can mean so many things, which is like so beautiful. And like, you have your love for your partner. You have your love for your family. You have your love basically for your other partner, AKA your besties, AKA mm -hmm. hi, Sean. And <laughs> you have your love for your, your animals, which hi, Philly's literally mm -hmm. right here next to me. And he's like, I know you're talking about me. I know you love me. And it just, huh, love is happy. Love is love. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. It's truly a developmental journey. And you go through, you may go through so many different phases of love. Yes. Like out that was outlined here with the same person. You know, you could go through so many different things through your journey with one person. And it really shows that like life is a journey and so is love. And you make mistakes, you learn from it, you come back, you revise, you reiterate, you refresh. And Life goes on. So does love. Yes. Oh, yes. At their core, witches are practitioners of magic. And magic is the art of creating change with your will. In other words, you manifest your life according to your intentions. For this reason, witchcraft is also a catalyst for creating transformative, positive change in the world, making it a powerful tool for introspection, self-awareness, and personal empowerment. Witchcraft is a means of grabbing your life by the reins and chasing course in a favored direction. Witches can practice magic by casting spells, and spells are like a witch's prayer, only performed with a variety of other ingredients that help tip the cosmic scales in your favor. Spells are a way of manipulating energy and achieving results. And of all types of spells in the world, none is more coveted than the love spell. The love spell. Yes. Oof. Yes. So a short little history here given to us by Herx. Spell casting has been around for centuries. The first documented spells dating back to the fifth century CE in ancient Mesopotamia. Chiseled into stone were cuneiform incantations featuring a variety of topics, including, you guessed it, love. In those times, love spells were much more extreme, violent, and macabre than they are today with magical practitioners aiming to bind people to their desired outcome. In Greco-Roman Egypt, two distinct love spells were performed, philia for healing partnerships of affection and eros for sexual conquests and domination. It was more common for women to perform philia spells to inspire affection from their husbands or head of household, utilizing items like charm necklaces and rings, knotted cords, bruise, salves, with both the aims to heal anger and build admiration in their partners. Where philia spells were more healing in nature, Eros love spells, which were primarily used by men to inspire lust, Herc says, were more similar to curses. 
The operator of an arrow spell would bind images, performed animal sacrifice, and burn items with the hope of dominating their conquest. The desired goal of an arrow spell was to attack the intended prey, usually younger people still living in the birth home, with pain and anguish until they would flee and settle in with the spellcaster, therefore binding them together. Medieval England, the internal organs of animals sweetened to taste with blood and wine were used as ingredients in love potions. Some spells also called for the spellcaster's hair and fingernails to be ground into a fine powder and added drinks for the target to consume. Less grotesque practices include using the peels of apples and other parts for love prophecies to determine someone's future mate. By the Renaissance period, love spells have become primarily used as a means to obtain marriage, likely because marriage had become a social norm established by the class system. Michael Herks tells us. Love magic was the preferred means for those less fortunate to gain the admiration of someone of a higher status. Although both genders were known to have cast love spells in ancient times, sex workers were mostly associated with love magic because the art of seduction was their personal power. From this, the fear of women's sexuality led to witch trials. It has also been argued that love spells were often cast by men, to gain the admiration of women who are out of league, Perk says. Regardless of the who's and why's, love spells of the past were mainly built on power and control. And our most important takeaway in this study of history is that by learning from it, we can evolve and deviate from ancient mistakes. This is why the ethics of spell casting, particularly when it comes to love, is such a staple of our modern witchcrafting. Hell yeah, magical consent and love spell ethics. Love spells are both provocative and intriguing, but they remain taboo as some see this practice as a manipulating echo of the ancient ways of spell casting, forcing your will on another without their consent. Where those spells were more controlling in nature, it seems to be the consensus that modern witches are more concerned with practicing self-love and attracting love that is right for them without force. The ethics of love spells and spell casting in general are not black and white. All magic contains both dark and light, as we've said a million times before. Mirroring life and nature, it is a balance. Herx calls upon us to take ownership of our magic. Does it feel right? If you have any pause regarding a spell, if there is any doubt in your mind that you should not be casting it or it is wrong for you, then it is best not to continue. Herx advises us to instill a good code of ethics around our spell casting. Before working a love spell, consider the following tips. Identify your true intentions, both conscious and subconscious. Reflect deeply on your love goals, even if your love spells are non-romantic. You have to be prepared for the universe to have a say. You may ask for one type of love and get another, the one you need versus the one you want. Have a good hard look at what you are searching for, both short-term and long-term. Do you carry enough love within yourself? Are you caring for your needs and respecting yourself? Or are you hoping to complete yourself with another? If the latter, you should really be casting a love spell on yourself, which is so fucking true. And I really like, this is like a little personal, but not, but I really do believe like once you have love for yourself, you will, you will find somebody coming into your life that will love you just as much as you love yourself. That's what happened to me. Like finally, Mm -hmm. when I officially was like, I love me for who I am, for who my 
my flaws, my, my body, my mind, my heart, everything. And then my partner came into my life and that's it. It it just fucking happens. That's it. My mother always says queen Eileen. She always says that you cannot love another person if you don't love yourself first. And if you don't put yourself first, and that is like the best advice I've ever gotten from her because, you know, I know my worth. And that's not only in romantic partnerships, guys, it's in friendships, it's in work relationships, it's in any kind of connection you have with another person. Know your fucking worth. Do not Mm. let that person take advantage of you, you know, Mm. love yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next, next tip, do divination to assist you in making a decision about whether you should cast a love spell. It is always a good idea to consult divination first, which will help you see the unseen forces at play and their outcomes if you move forward in the manner intended. You can consult a tarot or oracle deck, read tea leaves, palms, coffee grinds, or even throw runes to help you divine a solid path. And that is not an exhaustive list. There are thousands of different methods of divination out there. Pick what works for you and consult it. It's a great tool. Absolutely. And if you need like any more like recommendations on divination, guess what? We have a whole episode about that, baby. So, oh, we do. We do. So head backwards. Yeah. Head backwards and you'll find it. (laughs) No consent, no fucking magic. If you know for a fact that someone is interested in you, then one can argue that doing a spell to put the two of you together is ethical. Similarly, if you're in a relationship that has hit rough waters and you are trying to steady your love boat, Herc says that he believes you are ethically okay to proceed. This is because the person has established an interest in you and a connection has already been made. You can work with what is already there. However, if the person does not know you or has explicitly expressed that they are not interested, respect that. Forcing another into an emotional bind with you is magical abuse. And if it feels wrong, then it is wrong. Similarly, love magic will not change someone's sexual orientation. And it is ill-advised to use magic to encourage a couple to break up. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh Don't be a dick. Uh -uh. Educate yourself and do the work. You need to have an understanding of the spellcraft you are doing. Educate yourself on the ingredients and tools used to assist your spell's manifestation. While some practitioners encourage people to use all-purpose ingredients in their spells to replace what they don't have, it is ill-advised to use ingredients that really have no association to spell work you're performing. If you don't have all the ingredients to perform a ritual, use what you have or research other common ingredients with associations that align with your goals. Research, research, research. We'll never stop saying research. Be respectful of the process and be practical. As we always say, you need to do the background work to promote the efficacy of the process. If you want to see dolphins, you won't see them if you stay on land, nor will you find them in just any body of water, Herc says. You have to put yourself in the right pool to attract the love you desire. That's the magic of do. So can we go see dolphins? We can, we can. Next part of the Google Doc is magical timing. Michael Herks tells us that each day of the week is ruled by a planet, providing a celestial energy source to tap into for your spell casting. Of all the days of the week, Friday is most associated with love magic. However, the other days of the week can always provide additional layers to your love spells. Hell yeah, Fridays are my favorite days, but here are some other cool days. Mondays are ruled by the moon and associated with intuition and femininity. It is a great day to do spells that speak to wisdom in love. 
My favorite day. It's Celine Day. Yeah. Tuesdays are rules by Mars, and the love spells best performed on Tuesdays are those for results tied to passion and sex, baby. Woohoo! Wednesdays are ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication, and are great days to do love spells to enhance communication in relationships, as well as spells that aid in compromise and self-expression. I love that because I also love that like our episodes come out on Wednesday, like our witchy mm-hmm. Wednesdays, and it's all about communication and like yes, self-expression. Babe. Like fucking yeah. love that. Yes. Thursdays are ruled by Jupiter and are great days for expansion, abundance, and luck. Thursdays are great days for love spells associated with longevity, new phases of relationships, and luck in love. And of course, Fridays, ruled by Venus, are the days of the all-around love fest. Friday is a blanket day for love and is connected to Venus and Aphrodite, the Roman and Greek goddess of love, and named after the Norse goddess of love and war, Freya. If you want to learn more about that, go back and listen to our Lupercalia episode. The author also encourages the reader to work in the planetary hour of Venus for all love spells to magnify and intensify your working. And if you don't know the the Venus hour, just Google it, babe. Saturday is ruled by Saturn and is a good day to clear negativity and break ties with unwanted or toxic love. Let's repeat that. Yep. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Sunday is ruled by the sun and is a great day for overall success and wish workings within love. It is also a great day to work with the masculine solar energies. All right. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. Love spells and associations, the fun part. Just like physical items of the natural world, spells are imbued with their own powerful energy and can be carved into candles or drawn on other spell ingredients to further define a spell's purpose. For example, you can put an allergies rune on a bay leaf, burn it for protection. Some love spell symbols that can be included in your workings are the apple, a symbol of love and wisdom and also representative of fruitful relationships. The clada, an Irish symbol of love and a common ring design, which combines the heart to represent love, the hands of friendship, and a crown of loyalty. Doves and swans, symbolic representations of love and are associated with Aphrodite, also known for their monogamous mating habits and are symbols of long-lasting love. The rose, the most popular floral symbol of love, and can represent different types of relationships with their colors. For example, pink can symbolize romance, while yellow can symbolize friendship. And finally, shells, popular symbols of love due to Venus being portrayed by standing in a scallop shell in the Birth of Venus painting by Botticelli. Candles are powered by the element of fire, an agent of transformation, change, and sensuality. Witches see power in the energy of color because every color has its own unique energetic vibration that can greatly impact magic. Although most of the time love is associated with colors like red or pink, other colors can also add elements of power to any love working. So red is romantic love, lust, sensuality, pink, self-love, compassion, emotional healing, orange, confidence, courage, creativity, yellow, friendship, happiness, success, green, fertility, marriage, prosperity, blue, peace, communication, fidelity, purple, spirituality, soulmates, wisdom, black, banishing, endings, protection, brown, grounding, happy home, stability, 
and white serenity peace all purpose except banishing and if you want to know more also about candle and color magic guess what we have a fucking episode for you so you should go just go back (laughs) because witchcraft is so deeply connected to nature plants are one of the main sources of energy used in magic Fresh or dried plants may be mixed into powders for incense, rubbed on candles, placed inside other magical items. Using essential oils are also a great way of harnessing the power of plants. There are many different plants that can be used in love spells, but some of the more common ones include apple, promotes knowledge and wisdom in love, basil, aids in good fortune, familial love, and shared living spaces, cardamom, stimulates lust and sexual energy, Carnation attracts friendships that may develop into romantic relationships. Cinnamon, used to promote luck and love and stimulate sexuality. Clove, attracts love and stimulates self-confidence. Dragon's blood, used in love rituals related to relationship longevity and marriage proposals. Hyacinth, a powerful love flower, especially for homosexual relationships. Jasmine, classic floral ingredient for enhancement of sensuality. Lavender, promotes calming and tranquil love. Orchid, for self-love and independence. Root can be used to strengthen and harmonize existing relationships. Rose, buds are wonderful for new romance, while the full bloom symbolizes established romance. Strawberry, attracts good fortune and love and fertility. And finally, vanilla, can be used to sweeten love and also an aphrodisiac to stimulate lust. Crystals and minerals hold an abundance of natural earth energy and can be used in spells to amplify energy and intentions. They could be worn as jewelry, added to spell bags, held during meditations, or arranged in geometric grids around other objects to help intensify the magical energy you are calling upon. Additionally, they can be used to cleanse or charge an object towards specific use. Some favorites of Herx that he recommends for love spell work include my favorite, Amethyst, assists in making wise decisions when it comes to matters of the heart. Oh, another favorite, Carnelian, helps instill confidence and sexual desire. Diamond, the most popular stone for wedding bands and are a source of purity and strength and love. Emerald, associated with the heart chakra, this crystal promotes healing with love while strengthening relationships and encouraging faithfulness. Garnet, perfect for passion and sexual desire. Jade, an all-encompassing love stone that supports fidelity. Kunzite, helps instill positive communication in partners. Another favorite, Moonstone, brings new beginnings and good fortune in love. Mm, Pink tourmaline, helps heal stress and anxiety. Rhodochrosite, helps draw true love to you while healing from past wounds and not making the same mistakes. A great stone for self-love and happiness. And finally, topaz. Attracts genuine love and provides good fortune in all matters of the heart. And also, if you want to know more about crystals, guess what? We have a (laughs) fucking episode for you. Side note, rhodochrosite is my current favorite. I'm obsessed and inconsolably obsessed. Obsessed. I remember. I remember why. It's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like you like cut a heart open and look inside. It's fucking gorgeous. That's a little like macabre, but whatever. I was about to say, like, I don't think it's like, but I understand what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, you get it. You get it. (laughs) Those who know, know. (laughs) You know, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. So if we haven't been blasting this book enough, Michael Harks' book, Love Spells for the Modern Witch, has 
a hefty and quite premier section on love spells that is broken up into a couple different parts. So I'm going to share three spells, one for self-love, love for healing the heart, and one for attraction. Let me tell you, like when I say the spell section is just like fucking gold, it is a heart of fucking gold. So the first one, you're going to love this court. The first one, the do you spell is in the self-love section. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Part of self-love is knowing your worth. This spell helps you reclaim your personal identity for you so that you can attract those who accept you for who you are in your life and support your true self. What you gonna need? Knife, orange candle, ginger oil, lighter or match, paper and pen, cauldron or fireproof bowl. Use a knife to carve your name into the wax of the candle. Lick your thumb and seal the carving with your saliva, locking your essence into the wax. Anoint the candle with ginger oil. Light the wick and gaze into the flame and say, may the power of fire transpire, the change in me I wish to see. May I be free to be the real me, even in the face of adversary. Reflect on the ways in which you love yourself. Think of your biggest accomplishments and how fabulous you are. Write these qualities on a piece of paper. Fold the paper, light the corners on fire using the candle's flame saying, with these words, I call on the love in me to ebb and flow freely. Place the flaming paper in the cauldron, fan the smoke towards you so that the words from your petition envelop you. Blow out the flame and dispose of the ashes outside. Repeat the spell whenever you need a dose of self-love and a reminder that you are 100% that witch. I love that. Mm-hmm. Is so fucking good. Doing that one. All right. Next one is called Shadow of Love, and it is in Healing the Heart section. One part of healing yourself is tapping into your shadow self, the subconscious aspect of your personality that encompasses traits you have suppressed, pushed away, and ignored. And if you want to learn more about shadow work, <laughs> we have an episode on that too. <laughs> Do we just have a lot of episodes or something? Like, have we been around for a little bit? <laughs> been around, been around. Anyway, back to this masterpiece. Your relationships tend to mirror your shadow self. By embracing your shadow and loving it, you heal not only yourself, but your relationships too by reaching newfound levels of intimacy. This meditative spell reflects upon aspects of your shadow and integrates it into the light. What you need, black candle, knife, clary sage oil, rose incense, lighter or match, journal and pen. Carve a heart into the side of the black candle. In the middle of the heart, carve your initials. Anoint the carving with clary sage oil. Light the candle and incense and dim the lights so that you are in the dark. Close your eyes and take 10 breaths, inhaling deeply through your nose and exhaling slowly through your mouth. With each breath, feel yourself drift farther away from your world and into a meditative state. Reflect on your shadow. Think about difficult emotions such as triggers, shame, anger, unresolved hurt, and secret desires. Ask yourself how these impact your relationships with others and how you can consciously be more observant of these emotions. Sit in your thoughts for as long as you like. Record any ideas, thoughts, or visions in your journal to reflect on later. Repeat as needed. Okay, you're going to have to send me that because I need to do that. (laughs) I literally need to do that. This book is just a fucking masterpiece, man. Like, this is what I've been looking for. This is like the exact book on self-love and empowerment and personal fucking Aphrodite power that I have been looking for. Last spell from the attraction section. 
And we all love a good come to me charm bag. All right. This is a classic fucking spell that Herx reworks and it's so good. The come to me love spell is a popular witchy classic to help draw a new love to you. Rather than focusing on a specific person, the spell takes the qualities you are looking for in a person and draws them to you. What you go need? Pen and paper, jasmine oil, red fabric drawstring bag, high down the conqueror root, orris root powder, dried catnip, dried hibiscus, whole vanilla bean cut into two pieces, two red rosebuds, two orchid roots, tumbled rhodochrosonite, two heart charms, lodestone, or a magnet. On the piece of paper, create a love petition by writing out all the different qualities you are looking for in a love. Also include any symbols you wish, such as astrological signs that you are most compatible with. Place two drops of jasmine oil onto the paper and fold it in half. Insert the paper into the red bag. Add the high john, orris root, catnip, hibiscus, vanilla bean, rosebuds, orchid roots, rhodochrosite, and heart charms to the bag. Kiss each ingredient three times before adding it to the bag. Lastly, kiss the lodestone three times and add it to the bag saying, come to me, come to me, follow my voice. Come to me, come to me, I call on love's rejoice. Come to me, come to me, my partner of choice. Blow into the opening bag and seal it. Dab a drop of jasmine oil on the bag and carry it on you at all times. Add an additional drop of jasmine oil to the bag each week. Once your lover has come to you, bury the bag. Yeah, that's pretty great. I just mm-hmm. I love a good like resource that is just fucking on it that is on it and this one love spells from the modern witch by Michael Herx guys fucking buy it it is your premier resource for love magic I just I'm obsessed respect thank you Michael Herx thank you truly yes that is the the simple spell series love um we hope you loved it. <laughs> yeah, and truly, like, love yourself. Love yourself, uh-huh. guys. You are you are your first love. You are your love. Oh, it's true. Hey, it's you tr- are your first love. That is beautiful. Yeah. You are. You are your first love. So love yourself. Love will come to you in so many different ways, friends. Like, we're all going through a really hard time right now, and- We need more love. We need more love in the universe right now. So we really do hope that this episode brings you more love and brings you more like light and happiness because we love you and like Mm -hmm. love is chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Just take the chocolate, rub it on yourself. You know, I remember when they first invented chocolate, I hated it. Get in here, you crazy Mary and rub some chocolate on me. Y'all know that SpongeBob episode. Come on. What are they selling? <laughs> what, what are they selling? Chocolate. What? What are they selling? Chocolate. I remember when they first invented chocolate. I hated it. You know that you sound like a like a a, a very Jewish New York woman that <laughs> has been smoking for like 70 <laughs> fucking years. A combination of a very old Jewish woman that has been smoking in her uh, rent-controlled apartment for 70 years, plus Gollum, like the Jewish woman in Gollum. Yes. That was A plus, my friend. Like, A plus. A plus. Well, which is, you know where to find us in Gollum. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The ring abandoned Gollum. (laughs) Sorry, I'm done. (laughs)
Find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Spotify. Find us on the website. We have the oils, guys. Like, seriously, like Venus and Furs oil is so freaking good. We promise it's so freaking good. Um, oh, yummy. It's so also, yummy. Absolutely. And all the other oils are extremely yummy. Find us on the Instagram. Find us on the email list. Subscribe. Subscribe to us. Like, we want to hear from you and we want to tell you all the goodies that are happening because more goodies are coming. And yes. Yeah, that's like eat your chocolate and spread love and love. Yeah. Drink water. Love you guys. Love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.